He is the number five welterweight in the world. We flew him all the way from Chicago. It is Bilal Muhammad on this week's Food Truck Diaries, and I'm feeding him Paco's Mexican Egg Rolls on this week's Food Truck Diaries. Let's go. Make it big, big, super thick. From my wallet to my check. I don't want it if it's skinny, but I need it if it's thick. Need a thick girl for the thick boy. I need everything I get, super thick boy. You ready? Used to have a model, bitch, now I got a thick one. Yeah, I do. Last night went late, yeah, we had a sick one. Yeah, very drunk. Yeah, and I like options. Mr. Mohammed. What's up, brother? How you doing, bro? You are not a small welterweight, my man. <laughs> People look at me like, dang, I didn't think you were that big. Yeah, you walked in, like, yeah, damn. Because you can't, because you, you do a lot of like analyst work, and when you're sitting down, I'm like, oh, he's not, he has a big head, but his body, you know, is like, you know, you got a head on you. So it's like, he has a big head, but his body. But then in burst, like, oh, fuck, he's, he's a big ass welterweight. Yeah, I get that. Uh, Jason Herzog told me that. He's like, Man, when I when you when I was in a cage with you, I was like, man, you're thick. And yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah, you're, you're like, like you're bit. like dense. Yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. People underestimate it, but that's when they feel it. Like they're always sitting there when they're when they're fighting me. Like they always think that I'm weaker than I am, and then they feel it. Like, oh, all right, you're you're a lot stronger than I thought. Yeah, and I guess what's interesting about you is you have so many like fight of the nights. You're an exciting fighter, and you've won what ten out of your last eleven. Like yeah. you're on a streak, man. You know, you look at like the Wonder Boy fight, the Damian Maya fight. Like a lot of your fights, like you incorporate a ton of wrestling. So I, it makes sense, like wrestling's in your background, but you're not like a national champion wrestler, but you're out wrestling these dudes that, you know, especially Wonder Boy. You talk yeah. about that Wonder Boy fight for you. It's like, to me, when I look at your resume, you look at your career, 10 out of 11, you're doing the damn thing. You know, that Wonder Boy fight, that's when you wanna, that's a feather in your cap, because A, his takedown defense is ridiculous. It's all he focuses on. Yeah. Like he's all good on kickboxing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like his entire camp is just him against the wall, trying not to get taken down. And you just took him down over and over, you know, 50-45. Yeah, that was that was literally probably the one that I was like, all right, now I belong here. You know when you get to those fights and you're like, all right, I beat Damian Maya. But then they're like, well, you know, Damian Maya's old. You're like, all right, maybe Damian Maya's old. And then they offer me Wonder Boy, and I'm like, dang, Wonder Boy. And I was like, I've been in camps with, like, Anthony Pettis, who fought him. I've been in camps with T. Woodley, who fought him. And then they're bringing in specialist karate guys. They're bringing in this guy, that guy. And I'm sitting there like, bro, I ain't got their type of money. I ain't, and I'm cheap. So yeah. I'm like, yo, I ain't gonna fly somebody in. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? Let me let me call up like a Sage North cut. Maybe uh, give me a look. Yeah. I hit him up. He's like, oh, sorry, man, I can't come. I can't. And it's like, damn. All right. So I guess just me on my own and my team. And then I was like, well, what's the way to beat him? It's wrestling. And it's going hard. And then after I got that fight, it was like fight week, and I was sitting there like, everybody telling me I'm gonna get knocked out. Everybody telling me he's gonna spinny heel kick me. And who's you know, everybody? Fans, you know, the, the like comments. Online? Yeah, and even my manager hit me up. It was like fight week. My manager hit me up. He's like, ah, brother, man, you know, I'm excited about Who's this. Who's your manager? Ali. Yeah. He's like, oh, God. Come up. on, Ali. Hit me with that. Brother, you know, you know what? You know, we had to take this fight because, you know, we had to show that this is top five guys. So we had to take it. I'm sitting there like, all right, yeah, I know. I want this fight. Yeah, I know. And then he's I like, uh, you know, but you know what I'm most proud of, proud of is that, you know, we got you an analyst job. And I'm like, bro, you're talking like I'm about to lose, and uh, yeah, man, this is the end, bro. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, bro, what are you talking about? I don't like that. Man. Literally, I'm like, yeah, man, do they really think I'm gonna lose right now? That's how it goes, though. Yeah, that's how it goes, especially when you fight big names because they yeah. have such a big fan base and they're so well known. Like, even your manager, your friends, your family, your brothers, like. Wonderboy, man, because they've seen the head kick and the spin yeah. back kicks and all that shit. So that gets planted into your mind. But I think there's moments in fighters' career, and even up till then, you've beat some monsters. Again, 10 out of 11s in the welterweight division. 
in current UFC days is nutsos. It's yeah. absolutely nutsos. But that Wonder Boy fight, again, when I look at your resume, that's the one. And as you said, like, you want to see if you have what it takes to be those top echelon guys. For me, I remember walking out, they gave me Gabriel Gonzaga. At the time, he was ranked in top 10 in the world. I remember walking out going, dude, if you can't beat him, let's go get a job. Because you're never going to be like a top. If you can't beat him, yeah. like you're not, you're just going to be a guy. Yeah. So I remember walking out, and I felt so kind of relieved. I was like, yeah, that's, that's cool. Here's the decision. You don't beat him, you go get another job. Dude. Yeah. So for you, and I'm not saying get another job, but I think for you, like that Wonder Boy fight, who, remember, he's beat two guys. They beat me. He beat you. Yeah. So you have that going into it. So you have all in your managers, like, hey man, it's like, you know, I put a thousand bucks on Wonder Boy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like you have all these things working against you. And then you go in there, 50 45, pretty clear. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like off to the races after that, my man. Yeah, after that one, it was like, I, I belong. That, this is me. And then, you know, you get you get a little cocky, but then all of a sudden the trolls are still there. Well, Wonder Boy sucks anyway. Wonder Boy ain't got no wrestling. Oh, Dazzy, you weren't saying that the week. Literally, the fight. I'm, I'm like literally going back to my comments of the fight week. You can't like, win that. You're, you're, gonna you're get never gonna win those. Like, never gonna win those. Yeah, and then like you listen to like Joe Rogan, like, don't put that negativity in your head. Stop reading the comments. But I'm like, post and goes, brother. Post I and try, goes. I try, but it's like you want to read because you're like. Maybe they're gonna start saying good things about you now, and it's like no, nah, nothing's you ever suck. gonna eat them. Yeah, because it's their reflection on you. It's like they could never do what you do. Yeah. So it's like their like own insecurities. They're lashing out at you. That's why you gotta look at it. So and like think about this before you're starting your UFC career. If you're like, hmm, I'm gonna take a vote on Instagram. If they say yes, I'm gonna pursue the UFC. Go, hey guys, do you think I'll make it as a UFC fighter? It'd be like 90-10. Be like hell no, because. Yeah. Of course not. Yeah. That's why they're throwing hate your way. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like you're crushing it, man. But 10 out of 11, and then this is what I like about your story. So you got Wonderboy Thompson, which has to be a mind fuck. It's like beat two guys that you lost to. Yeah. You know, he's impossible to train for. You have a small camp. Your manager's betting against you. <laughs> but you, I love you, Ali. But you get it done. You get it done. And then they go, okay, what, what else would be the, a bigger mind fuck than Wonderboy? Oh, let's give him a Vicente Luque as the main event. A guy you lost to, was it your second fight? Yeah. Second fight, he knocked you out, which is awful. Like, so just meant to get over that. And not only do you have to get over that, but you're the main event, bro. Yeah, that was the fight where you're I was taking like, such a hard path. I was like, man, does the UFC hate me? I was like, they, they, have, to, they have to have something against me, because I'm like, you know, all right, you give me Maya. I beat Maya, one of the best grapplers that ever fought in the UFC. Then you give me Wonderboy, who's one of the best strikers ever fought in the UFC. Then you're like, all right, well, right, dang, he got past those two. Let me give him somebody that knocked him out. Somebody that, one of the best finishers, I think one of the best finishers in the welterweight Savage. division at all. And it was crazy how it came about, because at first they were like, you're fighting Kamzat, uh, main event in London. And I was like, all right, let's go, book it. And I'm, you know, I'm telling my family, let's go, we're going to London. And then all of a sudden Ali calls me, he's like, ah, brother, hold up, we got an issue. And I was like, what? He's like, well, if you fight comes out in London, then Luke and Gilbert are not gonna have fights and you know, they're never gonna fight each other. And I was like, okay. And then he's like, so pick one of the three. And I was like, if I'm picking one of the three, I want comes out because you gain the most from beating a guy like that. 100%. And I was like, let me get him. And he's like, all right, all right, hold up, hold up. You know what's gonna be you and Gilbert, then Luke and comes out. And then I was like, whatever. And then he called me again the next day and he's like, hey, yo, it's gonna be you and Luke. And I was like, how do you keep switching off? Why did you even ask me? Yeah. Sounds like you had a plan. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm Sounds like, like you knew before I was going to answer. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, all right, whatever, bro, let's go. And then, like you said, it was still the, 
you're telling everybody, yeah, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter, but it's the guy oh, that no, knocks you out. And, yeah. it, and to have a guy that, you know, puts you to sleep and you're getting those, like, the trolls that are sending the same gif every freaking day. You're getting knocked, you getting knocked out. out yeah. And you're like, I can't get past it. And he's also he gotten a lot out. better. Yeah. Like, that's the other thing is, yeah, he beat you, but you've both gotten a lot better. But yeah. as much as you've gotten better, Vicente Luque has gotten a hell of a lot better, too. Like, he's a savage dude. Yeah. And then... Main the, event, Dern Ramadan? <laughs> Dern Ramadan? It, who is... Dude, <laughs> hey, UFC, cut my boy of some fucking slack. They're like, here's Vicente. All right, you beat Wonderboy. We get that impossible matchup. Now, here's Vicente Luque, a guy who knocked you out. And we're going to do it during Ramadan. And go, Muhammad. You know? I was literally, I tell myself that all the time because I did the Maya fight. I had to do the whole canter, and I was like, never again. I'm never, I'm dry. This is the last. I earned it where I don't have to fight during Ramadan again. But then, like I said, Ali calls you and he's like, all right, they're going to do you and Luke. But he didn't give me a date. Then I was like, all right, cool. Did, but he, did he tell you main event? He told me main event. And I was like, somebody tells me main event. Yeah, yeah, somebody I mean, tells me main event. I'm going to say, yeah, no matter what. And then all of a sudden he said that. He's like, yo, it's this date. And I was like, uh, well, we did it before. And then your coaches are like, Bro, this is that when you're at top five, you got to be a little bit smarter now. And I was like, bro, it's main event. And I was like, I have to take it. And then just to get that one back, otherwise, I'm a fighter too. So it's like, oh, he turned it down, so he's scared of the guy that knocked him out. Yeah, no, I get both sides. Yeah, I, I, I wish your manager in the UFC be a little friendlier to you. But yeah. <laughs> they're not doing you favors. So again, you get past the Wonder Boy test, you get past the Luke A test, main event. And then here we are. Here we are. And to be honest, before he came in, I called Chael Sonnen because I used to, I like to bounce ideas off Chael for the division, stuff like that. You're in a tough position, my man. The division's in a tough position because you got Kamaru Usman, who's, you know, the pound for pound goat right now, welterweight, you know, some, I think even Rogan Dana said best of all time. You know, it's a debate for that. I, I actually agree with that. But so you have this goat at the top, he has to have hand surgery. So we don't know what's going to go on there. He's supposed to fight Leon Edwards. So you got that, right? You got that. Let me paint the picture for you. This yeah. is how messy it is. So you got the you got Usman and Leon Edwards. And Leon, let's be has earned it. That, that poor guy has earned it. Yeah. You have history with Leon. He's poked you in the eye. So you have Leon Usman here. And then you got over here, you got Colby and Hamzat, two guys that I would love to see you fight. And we're waiting to see what happens there. Problem there is Kobe got sucker punch and may, might have some brain damage from it and a chipped tooth, and there's a lawsuit, so we don't know what's gonna happen there. And then here's Muhammad, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, you, between, the, the guys who have been fucked over the most are you and Leon Edwards. Yeah, and that's why I feel like we deserve to fight each other. But like, when you're, when you're looking at it this way, I'm looking at it as, all right, Usman, he's earned the right to, you know, heal up. You fought three times last year, you have an injured hand, you don't want to rush your champion back. If I'm Leon Edwards, I haven't fought. I fought one time in three years against Nate Diaz. And then do I want my next fight off of a Nate Diaz fight to be the champion? Or do I want to get in the cage? And if you think you're the champion, you got to be any, everybody anyway. Yeah. So why not fight somebody? And even then, I'm sure Usman would be the type to be like, yo, do an interim title. That's why I think I'm going to be out. That's why I think, I, yeah. think, I think there's a way an interim title. I think. If Colby and Hamzat fight on ABC, and was that July or August? Do we know? Uh, I think that that one's in uh, July. It, yeah. So if they do that ABC and they figure out with Col Colby and Hamzat, I think that fights for the intern. Yeah. That's what I think. For me, I don't think Colby's gonna take it though. I don't think Colby's gonna fight Hamzat. I think, you know, like you said, I think the if he goes to court saying that I'm I'm accepting a fight, 
then the court's gonna be like, yo, you're talking about you have brain damage and we're suing this guy. But you're taking a fight. But you're taking a fight, how? How are you training right now if you have brain damage? For me, like you said, I think I'm gonna get obviously brushed over if it's, they want Kamzat to be the next one to fight. So let me fight you on ABC. Like if Kobe yeah. can't give up the lawsuit, which I think he should, yeah. if Kobe can't give up the lawsuit and he wants to you know, put his foot in the ground and ride on that, cool. You do your, you figure that lawsuit out, Jorge, and you are out of here. Yeah. So, uh, ding, 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 ding. Muhammad for 5,000, Alex. And literally, I make it the easiest ever. I'm, I'm sitting there calling out everybody. I'm accepting it. And then comes that's another one of that was like, we were going back and forth on Twitter a little bit, and he's like posted the gift of me getting knocked out by Luke. Interesting. And I'm like, beautiful. All right. So you we, do it. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. You do it. Let's get it. And I think it makes sense. When you're looking at the top five of the division, uh, Gilbert's already fought Usman. Kobe's already fought Usman. Leon's actually fought him already, but all right, well, you give him that shot. But me and Kamis are the only two that are fresh blood that haven't fought him yet. And I just beat a guy in Luke who was the, he was going to be the substitute if the, the last title fight didn't go Yeah, Luke, Luke thought he was going to get a title shot or be a late replacement, like the fill in there. Yeah. Or he thought he was going to get like a, a Nate Diaz fight. That's what he, when he was on food truck and that's all he was campaigning oh, okay. for. Yeah. Yeah, and it, make, and it made sense because his streak was so, so much. So like, all right, well, I take his juice now since I just beat him. Yep. So. I think uh, Ali hired that uh, dump truck to interrupt this interview. <laughs> Ali, be cool, man. Well, so we'll continue this. Let me feed you some Mexican egg rolls because <laughs> you don't have a fight coming up yet, so we can't eat. So let me feed you these Mexican egg rolls. Hopefully they're good. We'll continue this. Let's go eat, my man. I need a thick girl. I need a thick I need a thick girl. How you doing, boss? I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm good, man. Thanks for doing this. Uh, uh, Mexican egg rolls. Correct. It's it's just, it's just like uh, <laughs> it's just it's it's an it's egg like roll, a, but we're just filling them up with Mexican food. Would it be like a deep fried mini burrito, right? Uh, kind of like a chimichanga, just not flat. Oh, gotcha. A, right. Got round though. Right. right? Yeah. What do you what do you recommend? Everything we put on there is good, man. I'm, I mean, everything we make, if we wouldn't eat ourselves, it wouldn't be in our menu. Makes sense. What are you thinking, man? They have this shit in uh, Chicago? No, I never heard of Mexican egg roll. <laughs> yeah. But we do have great Mexican food in Chicago. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chicago has great food. Yeah. Pizza's overrated, though, right? Am I right? <laughs> Am I right? A little bit? I'm a thin crust pizza anyway, Me so too, people come in and saying that, oh, it's about the deep dish. We have great thin crust spots in Chicago that are really yeah. good. Yeah. But we just don't get the credit because everybody thinks about Chicago, they think deep dish, but we got some really good thin crust spots. Deep dish is trash. Yeah, I'm not a deep dish guy. I don't no, really I mean, like... It's lasagna. What are we yeah. Doing? What are you doing? All right. Uh, man, I'm trying to think. That Carnitos nachos one sounds nice. Or well, those, that, that's that, like... Those, that's actually nachos, yeah. Oh, gotcha. That's yeah. straight up nachos. Yeah, those and chorizo fries are... Yeah, that's just... Just the side ones right here. Oh, I thought it was like nachos and then you just take like... Make the a jumbo egg wrap, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, which one would you recommend though, like for a first time for us? So the birria? The birria is really good. Which one's that? Where's that at on here? It's like, I kind of forgot to put it in random center right there. Oh, that's right. Oh, I see it. What, what's that one? And that's a, that's a, it's beef, but we do a marinade and we marinate overnight mm -hmm. and, uh, and it just has really good flavor. It has a bunch of chilies inside. We got four different kinds of chilies in the, in the marinade. And then uh, we give that with a side of uh, consomme, which is the au jus, pretty much. Oh, gotcha. And that goes with cilantro and onion inside, but then the side as well. Those tacos are popular in Chicago, video tacos. Really? Yeah, they make, Yeah. It comes like its own little soup, right? Right, right. Yeah. That's the consomme. Uh, I'll do that and the carnitas nachos. Okay, let me see. You, know, you don't have anything scheduled, so you can kind of go. No, yeah, I get it. Yeah. 
You don't want to go Patty. You, you don't want to go Patty Pimlet crazy. Oh my! Like, like literally, I was in Vegas with him. I was like, no way, you're really that big. Like he's legit huge. Dude, I did a food truck with him. I was like, yeah. So that, oh, you did it with him? I was yeah. like, bro, what did he? Did he did oh, he went nuts everything? too. Yeah. Nuts. Yeah. yeah. So the uh, nachos, he's the best. The nachos come with a. Uh, it has sour cream, guac. It has jalapenos, pico de gallo. Yeah, fire it up, man. Everything yep. on it. Okay, yeah, good. Trying to shit my pants. <laughs> okay. Aren't you on an all meat diet too? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My only cheat meal is these food trucks. Oh really? So we do two in a week. It's not good, but we can. So you don't do it. no veggies at all? No, nothing. nothing. Yeah. I eat like a big cat at the zoo, my man. Yeah. yeah. When my cousin was doing it, and then like we went to a restaurant, he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna cheat a little bit." He got like a salad. I said, "You cheat with a salad?" Yeah, it's not cheating. I don't eat vegetables at all. And I was like, "All That's right." It's not cheating. No, yeah. this this is cheating. Yeah. And I'll feel terrible for the rest of the night. Really? Yeah, but yeah, you can't really be on a diet on a food show. <laughs> yeah. It's like the worst okay, show Brandon, ever. So that's what that's all you're gonna take? Uh, yeah, no, whatever. Okay. I'll get the uh, the bidia and uh, the chicken tinga. Mm. Okay. There's no pork or anything in those, right? No, be, uh, chicken tinga is chicken, birria, birria is beef. Okay, cool. Awesome, brother. You got something to drink? You want uh, I got Diet Cokes You got rice water or no? I don't have no rice water. You say rice water? Horchata. Horchata, you never had it? Oh, yeah. Is yeah, it horchata? Horchata, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I'll get these out to you guys. Thank you, man. Thank you, Rob. Appreciate you. Remember, I used to dream about this shit before I grew up. How I would put the team on if I blew up. I'd get the money for the click and get the crew love. And not a crew up. Now everything I do. Big, big, yeah. on my end. Oh my God, look at what happened. Yeah. I'm not saying that I made it, no. Shit that we on, yeah, yeah. They just tryna help, but I don't need no one. They just, they just tryna help, but I don't need them at all. I just went and did some shit they never seen before. Going back and forth, I switch them up like either or. Take a little break from chatting with Bilal Muhammad on this episode of Food Truck Diaries, cause man, maybe you don't feel like getting up early, working out, whatever it is, you've lost your motivation, or you just can't fit into your busy schedule. All good. What if I told you you could work out from home? That's right. There's Peloton. I have one in my crib. I got one in my freaking garage. Peloton, that's how I got started on my bike career, man. I'm still on there. Been been a member for six years. I've owned a bike for over six years. My name on there is Thick Prez with a Z. Thick Boy Prez. It's Thick Boy Prez. You'll see my username. Follow your boy. I love Peloton, man. Peloton has a team of world-class instructors ready to motivate you 24-7. Peloton has thousands of live and on-demand classes, so you always keep it fresh. And the music, say what? I love the music. They have EDM, hip-hop, rock, whatever you're looking for. We got you, man. Maybe you're looking for a 10-minute upper body stretch between the calls or a 40-minute run on the Peloton tread, whatever it is. I like the 30-minute Tabitha, all right, the tabs. That's my favorite with Robin. Whatever you're looking for, you can get a great workout in. Right now is the perfect time to try out Peloton. The Peloton Bike Plus is now 500 bucks less. It's the best price ever, including free delivery and setup. And there are more game-changing prices available on the original Peloton, which I have, uh, and the Peloton Tread, the treadmill. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. Again, visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. Now let's, just, let's get back to the program. All right, my man. Uh, it, it, looks, it looks good. Nacho standard. They, they went over the top of the nachos. Mexican flag. That's cool. Uh, but, you know, egg roll Mexican. Looks legit. 
First time trying the it Mexican came with like an Jew. It's tasty. Oh, yeah, the same one. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. Oh, wow, yeah, that is, yeah, really that is nice. In, uh, in Chicago, where's your go-to? I mean, Chicago food, man. What's your go-to's? For me, in, uh, I think we have some of the best steakhouses in Chicago. Agree 100%. What, Gibson's? Downtown? I go there Gibson, all the time. Gibson's really good. RPM uh, steak is really good, too. Yeah, you guys have great steakhouses. Yeah, and it's one of those where you get to the point where I had the point where I was like eating out literally probably like four times a week after a fight because you're like, you're celebrating. And then you look at your bank account statement, it's like, bro, I spent like $1,000 this month just Easily. on steak. Yeah. yeah. And then for, for, in my culture, it's like, if we're eating out, I'm going to pay for the meal. Like, if, if I invite you out, and it's always like that. And you're like, I right, yo, these meals are starting to get $600. Yeah, I, I think you got to start going split bill on this. It's not, it's not even in my culture, but I think it's the culture of fame. You get a little bit of fame, everyone's like, oh, Brendan has this. I'm like, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and it gets to that, yeah, it gets to that agri point where it's like, but 90% of the people that I hang out with, they're all like, oh, no, let's go. Let's, let's play it. Let's play it. It's me. It's me. It's me. It's not like they're, they're not pushing it on me. Yeah, I'm never going to let yeah. I'm never gonna let them take it over me. No. Because, I mean, you're surrounded. You came up with, what, three brothers? Uh, Yeah, three brothers and a sister. Damn, big fam, dude. Yeah. So. Uh, oh, and you're where at? In I'm the, in the middle. You're in the middle. Yeah. So you got how, how many older brothers? Uh, my, my, I got one older brother and older sister and then two younger brothers. Oh, dope. Yeah. And they're huge fans, I'm sure, of what you do. Yeah, yeah. My brother is the, they're the ones that, like, my older brother was the one that, like, pushed me through it to do it more than anything. Like, even when I was at college, like, he bought my first car for me. He was like, yo, you don't need to work. Do this, do that. Focus, and then, yeah. Yeah, he was just, like, giving me money whenever I needed it. And then, uh, you know, I, even with my cousins, I had cousins where I worked in their store, and they'll, like, set up the schedule for me where I could go train. So, like, I'll work the morning shift from, like, 9 to 4. Because they know the vision. Like yeah, and they it see takes. it, and they see that yeah. I'm dedicated. And they want, to, they, want some, they want me to get out. Like, the, even when I went to school, because I went to college, and it was always like, be different. You know, 90% of the people that I know, it's like, right when you finish high school, it's like, all right, I could work in the store. I could work in the business, get paid cash, and then that's what everybody does. Then you open up your own business. You build your own money, then you open up your own store. Everybody does that, and everybody thought that. It was never about school. But, but did, it, I'm sure, obviously you have the support, but did everybody think you were going to be this damn good, you know, 10 out of 11, what's weight division, 2 on 22, and then also number five in the world. Like, you're either your next fight is for an interim title or you're one fight away from fighting for a world title. Like, that's the only way I see it. My older brother was uh, the type right when I got into the UFC, like, give us Matt Brown, give us Carlos Connors, tell him stop doing that to you. And my coach is like, bro, we got to build up. No, no, he'll kill all of them. And he's like telling me that. I'm like, bro, shut up. This is freaking Carlos. Doesn't work like this. Yeah, I'm like, bro, I don't know what you want me to do. Yeah, and then that's he, brothers, though, you know? Yeah. My, my, my brother's my, brother's my uh, uh, tour road manager. Oh, okay. It's the same thing. Yeah. So he's always telling me that. But then, like, you know, you have those people around you that you know are, like, hiding behind the scenes haters. Where, like, they don't message you or say anything to you. But then it'll be like, after you win the fight, it's like, oh, they'll post about you. My uncle. There's nothing worse. After my first fight, my uncle was like. After I won my first fight, he was like, oh, well, at least, uh, if you lose the rest of your fights, at least you could say you won one in the UFC. Okay, that's not where we're going. And I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, such a hater I was like it, it was like right after the win. He's like, at least you got a win, huh? And I was like, such a hater. And I was like, bro. And then now, like, we don't even, like, we barely talk, but I'm like. Yeah, you know, well, you know. Yeah, I knew you were a hater yeah. from the beginning, yeah. They're either a hater or they just don't understand. Like, after I did my first special on Showtime, my dad didn't come. It was a big deal. And then the next morning, my dad calls me and goes, how'd your speech go? 
All right, well, that's where we're at, man. He apologized for that now. I want that on record. He didn't apologize. Really? But, yeah, I think uh, you need that support. And, and for you, especially the level you're at now, you know, top five. Again, we were talking about before we got these egg roll Mexican food, where it's like the, the, the division's kind of, it's in a weird place, man. Because Kamaro and Leon Edwards were supposed to fight. Colby and Hamzat supposed to fight potentially. So let's say that happens. What do we do with Muhammad? You know what I'm saying? Like, we're, then what happens if let, if those four fighters? Yeah. That happens. Where you at? You know what that, I'm saying? Like. Yeah. I mean, that literally leaves me on the outside. But then, I, for me, uh, I'm a guy that's all right. Well, if I have to, I know they never wanted to hand me anything. So if I have to go up five, four, three, two, one, four is Gilbert Burns, and. You know, I don't think he really lost any stock from no. uh, beating Kamza. Uh -huh. I mean, losing to Kamza. I could, I thought it could have went either way. So, like, if I have to go to four, three, two, one, I'm like, all right, let's go. What about if they offer you someone who's not ranked in top five, like a, like a, a like a, a, a Sean Brady or something like that? For me, I wouldn't do that because it's like you get to this point right now where I had to claw my way to this level right now, and it's yeah, like, have you ever? Yeah, yeah. you and, and then, Leon Edwards, man. Yeah, it's like you, you boys, man, you deserve it all. Yeah, and I'm like, bro, it's not like I was handed anything. There's guys that come into the UFC, they win two fights like a Kamzai, and then they're at the top right away, or like they're they're superstar right away. For me, I was like, bro, I had to go through the valleys, the the highs, the lows, and you guys didn't help build me. Like I built myself up, yeah. and even with my for for myself is like, I started a podcast, I did this, and then it's like. All right, you know, my manager and stuff got me the spot as an analyst, but like, you know, I still earned that spot. I still got there. It had to be good to be an analyst. 100%. And it's like for everything I did, I like, I worked hard for every little spot I have. So I'm like, I'm not gonna sit there and just give it away or just go take a step backwards. Yeah, it, it's not worth the risk. Like yeah. you work too hard to risk what you've built on that. It's a good fight, but you know, it, it has to be top five. It's just. Sometimes it's just the timing, the division, which I would hate to see that for you. But then also when you talk about you've earned it, like, you know, I, I think, too, if I'm the UFC, and I don't know how their meetings go down. They kicked me a long time yeah. ago. But I think <laughs> if they have their meetings, you know, you're a guy who speaks well, right? You just train your ass off. You're a good person. So it's like the, your, your history is something they can really market. But then also, like, you know how hard it is to be to get an analyst job in the UFC, right? Like, everybody wants that job. Yeah. Everybody, man. So for you to even be in the rotation... I mean, you look at the guys who are trying to get in there, like, it's a beat. You have to be a real special skill set, man. Yeah, and, man, it's a lot harder than people think. People think it's a lot easier. I'm like, bro, this is this is hard. And then I'm like a perfectionist. So I'm sitting there still thinking about, man, I should have said this when it's oh, like yeah. that from, like, three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, like, looking up, like, broadcasting schools and stuff like that because it takes practice and it gets, you know, it's it's different to be in front of a camera and stuff like that. But what helps you is uh, how long you've been doing your podcast, which is good. Yeah, about uh, two years now. Two yeah. years. So just getting the the reps on that podcast, just to filter out like and flesh ideas out and then engage, and then also on podcasts like like probably the toughest like lifting job I have is Calbass Fight Campaign. You know, it can be a three hour show. Yeah. So it's like that dead air. You get used to like filling that. Nobody's better in the world than Joe Rogan. Really? Like I have buddies who are gonna go on like, man, where are we gonna talk about? I'm like, trust me, dude. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Let the captain take the ship. He'll, he'll never have that dead silence. Like, you just from do it from ten, for 10,000 hours. They always got some tools, man. Yeah. You know? So for you, that you have such an advantage because you're able to do that podcast. Yeah. And for like, John, when I, John Attic first brought it to me, he was like, always, oh, oh, you got to, we got to do a podcast. We got to do a podcast. He's like, I want you to do it with my brother, Jason. Such a cool dude. Uh, and then I was like, you know, I don't want to do just like a normal podcast. 
I want to be, be different because everybody has like their own podcast or anything. So that's why I made it like a game show. Yeah. Uh, so I had like the game show aspect of it where it's like if we do have that dead air, like, yo, all right, let's start this game show. 100%. And I feel like it opens up fighters too where even with you where it's something different where it's like, yo, we're eating now. We're just normally talking instead of like, all right, so how was the fight camp type interviews yeah. like that? How do you feel? Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And that, that's my thing on this show. Like um, when I started show, created this show, I, I'm not a, I think people get twisted. I'm not a journalist. I'm not an expert. I'm just, I have a background in fighting and I know like what it takes to go through it. But this show, like I'm not breaking news. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not trying to get the story. So like if you came on here and you're like, hey man, uh, I want to talk about Chicago pizza for an hour. I'm like, let's talk about Chicago pizza. Yeah. And I don't, I'm interested in what you're going to do fighting. But if you told me before, it's like, hey man, I don't really want to talk about it. I'm like, cool. Let's talk about Kanye West for an hour. Yeah. I don't give a shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, there's no agenda here. So that's it's just cool different. Part about it, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it can go wherever, you know. But yeah, to that point, I, I, I think you bring a lot to the table, and Ali knows that. You know, Ali's a smart, smart man. He's yeah. one of the best in the game. I love Ali. He's a good dude. He's a smart dude. So it's like, you, that, you know, a you've won ten out of eleven. B, you can talk your ass off. You're not an idiot. So you, like, you represent the sport good. And as far as you know, whatever happens in your fight career. Like, this analyst stuff, man, you know, it's a tough group to get in, but you can do it. Yeah. I mean, you look at, you look at a guy like Paul Felder, man. I mean, unreal, yeah. dude. He, he shouldn't be that good. Yeah, I, I train with Paul Felder all the time. And, uh, yeah, seeing how much he's grown from him, and like, like you said, it's like, now I can get paid and not get punched in the face, and I'm still in the sport that I love. And, you know, when you leave the sport, you're always like, what am I going to do next? I mean, you see it all the time in, like, basketball and things like that where guys don't know what's next, and they're, they're just lost. So, like, to see, like, their footsteps and talk with, like, a DC or a Paul Felder, like, yo, how did you guys get so good? Or how, how does it feel to be doing this now? And they're like, bro, just keep, keep at it, keep at it, keep growing, because your foot's in the door right now, so you don't want to lose that foot that you have in the door. And that's the hardest part. It's just yeah. your foot in the door is the hardest part, and then it's on you. Like, your opportunity to come, who knows? Rogan retires, DC moves on, who knows? Yeah. And then you're next. Because you got, you know, you look at you got Dominic Cruz, you got Felder, um, and you got Bisbing. Bisbing's freaking great. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you got you got like these monsters, man, just like waiting in the in the shadows for the opportunity. And they're getting them. And you're right there, man. Yeah. But it, it, is it tough for you because you know you have like you and not every fighter can say this. Shit. 99.9% can't say this. Like, you know you have this career over here if you want with podcast analysts, you know. Yeah. But then you also you're chasing a world title. Those other guys you're fighting. Like, Hamzat don't give a shit about the podcast game. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, he's focused on this. You know, so for you, do you feel like it's it gets, like pulling you a little bit? It gets a little bit when uh, finding guests. Because, like, I'm Nothing type, worse. I don't know nobody. But Nothing I'll just, worse. I literally slide into DMs 24-7. I don't care if, like, you, you turn me down or anything. Do you slide into mine? Dude, I think I slid into your DM. God damn and it, I was like, And I was like, I, I owe you. <laughs> I literally slid into everybody's DMs. And that's the way I get it. You, you know, I'll have, like, I've had huge names on my show. I had Paul Felder on my show. I had Chris Wyman, Frankie Edgar, uh, Darren Till. So, like, yeah. I've had those guys on my show. But then you'll get people on, like, on Twitter, oh, Ali probably got on those guys. And I'm like, bro, like, I'll slide in your DMs. If you don't respond to my DMs, I go in your comments. Yeah. Like, yo, could you come on my savage. podcast? And that's how I got Cheeto Vera. Oh, savage. Like, Cheeto's yeah, the best. Cheeto, like, didn't respond to my DM, but he responded to my comment. He's the best. And I just got Karate Hottie uh, last week where oh, she, like, man. it was like a year later. It was like a year later. It's like, oh, I'm sorry, I just saw this. She's all, I'm in. You're like, yeah. that was three years. Literally, ago. I was yeah. like, bro, all right, well, yeah. you're you're in, so I'll take it. But I was like, yo, this is like a year ago. 
There's a, that's the worst part. I don't think people understand. Like when you have a, especially what I like after booking so many guests on all the shows, it's the worst part of the gig. Yeah. It's not the worst. And then if for the reason like, thank God I'm at a level now where I have people that book guys, you know. But in general, like sometimes it comes down to me and I'm like, hey man, do you mind? You're like you just you're like fuck. Yeah. You want to wait from people's schedule and shit, you know? For you, I think it's gonna be easier yeah. for you because you're at this level now. But I'm like, bro, it's a beast, man. Yeah, it's hard, and I'm like. And we like it'll be like Thursday. My my show's on Thursday, and I won't have a guest. And I make the game show myself. I like literally do like face masks and stuff like that of uh, like filters and like yeah. funny stuff like that. And, and be, I haven't ed- done are that. You editing it? Yeah, editing I'm doing yourself? that. Yeah, oh, I'm damn. doing all of that. And I'm like, all right, we, we ain't got no guests yet. So I'll literally slide into a million DMs at one time. But then there'll be times where I like have four people respond at one time, and I'm like, all right, we're going with four people on the show. Oh damn! Instead of like wasting it, bank them. Yeah, yeah, yeah instead smart. of like wasting yeah. them. So I'm like, bro. And it's cool because like every time somebody comes on and they they're done, they're always like messaging me, yo, yo, that was a great thing, great show. It's a different show. And then having like I had Chelsea Sunday on the show, and he's like, genius. And then like just getting those the messages best. makes you yeah. like feels happy the about best, it man. when you have guys at that level telling that. Yeah, I think the for me it's like you and I haven't met before. I've always been a fan. I became a fan. I knew you were a monster fighter. I became a fan when you started doing the the desk gig. I was like, oh, let's yeah. do smart. I'm in, man. Like yeah. I, I dig that because no, nobody can do that. But then with your fighting. The problem with this show is because you and I are uh, be boys now, so I'll root yeah. for you. The problem is when you fight a guy like Colby. I'm boys with Colby. Ah. Like I love the F- Vicente Luque. I yeah. love this. He's like the nice guy in the world. So it's like once guys are on the show and I create a relationship with them, and then if you guys have to fight, I'm like, oh shit. And then yeah. when I go on my shop show, I, you know, they force me to make the predictions. I'm like, uh-uh. <laughs> and you see, like. Especially like your next fight, if you fight somebody I know, I'll just skate right in the middle. Really? Yeah, I'll be like, I, you know, I think Muhammad got this one. But if, you know, it's like I don't want to piss anybody off. Man. Yeah. It's like it, a tough gig. It's fun. I mean, for me, because I do like, I circle picks for every week. And oh, I, do like, you? Yeah, like it got to the point where fans now are always like, what are your picks this week? And I do the whole card. And then uh, Ali like had like a, a, you know, a big thing where all of his fighters were on the, uh, he brought them all out to Vegas for like an event with like uh, interviews and stuff like that. And then, I forgot what his name was, some big Russian heavyweight, like, walked up to me. He's like, you know, circle me my last fight. And I was like, I don't even know you look at my picks. Yeah, like, like thanks for watching. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what? Like and subscribe. Yeah, yeah, so now I'm, like, looking at it, like, fighters are paying attention to it. And then, like, I had uh, Giga Jakasi like, came up to me. He's like, how come you didn't circle my teammate? And I'm like, bro, I don't know. I had to be here. Yeah. I don't even know you like that. Yeah, yeah there's bro. a lot of pressure. But bro. I know you now, and I'm like, bro, all right. There's a reason why certain guys in the business don't make picks. Yeah. Because they don't want the backlash. For me, it's, it's like, ah. Uh, sorry, man. It's a DraftKings thing. Like yeah. I have to do it. Yeah. yeah, it's no shade, dude. It's it's all it gets hard, and then especially if like you start knowing people or you meet somebody. The worst. And then you know it's a terrible matchup for them. And I was like, well, I gotta. I'm picking. I always have my my uncle t- will message me like, yo, are these real picks? Or are you picking with your heart, or are these guys your friends? I'm like, yeah, these are heart picks. These are not my head picks right now. I tell people all the time, no, never bet on my picks because I, I I I pick with my heart. Never if, right. if it was my brain, people are gonna hate me because yeah. if you want me to break it down, because then you know you got to break down their losses and like footwork and mechanics. Like I don't like doing that. Yeah. I always tell people, uh, you know, I'll do the DraftKings read and stuff, but don't listen to my picks, man. I yeah. pick guys that I have relationships with, and you know. Yeah, that's the. I mean, but like when I get to the point now where I'm at the level where every week it's like. What are your picks? What are Stressful. your picks? And then when you start making those picks out of those and you're they're wrong, oh, you're I like, bro, I had like three bad weeks in a row, but I'm like, bro, I'm picking all the fights. Like, yeah, dude. There's like 12 fights, and then and you, you, your picks suck, yeah. but then you'll get like funny guys, like college wrestlers and stuff that'll message me like, bro, your, your picks have been losing me money. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm glad you guys are all paying attention, though. Yeah, like, yeah. It's funny, because it's just like still surprising when you get those 
messages or somebody from like a comment from somebody big. Like, oh, this guy, who's this guy? Oh, I didn't know yeah. this guy even follows me yeah, or yeah. checks me it's out. Dope. So it's like, cool, yeah. Yeah, there's pressure with the picks. Yeah. Like, you got to get dicey with that. So for you, we're talking a little bit off air about it. For you, as far as your next fight, it's kind of, I almost, and don't take this wrong, there's no disrespect. It's almost, I mean, it's a common theme in your career. It's almost not up to you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you're at the mercy of this weird four-man tournament going on upstairs. You know what I'm saying? Above you still, and then it's like you're at five. Yeah, that's the... It's like right And for me, like, I understand it. And it's not like, like, I understand the business part of it. I'm like, obviously, comes that's the biggest name. And you want to get him the, the biggest fight. So if there's an interim fight, I feel like they're going to try to give it to him. And it's like, I'm not going to sit there and go online and, like, pout about it. You don't want to bash him, but is there a part of you... You know, obviously, he didn't take the same road that you took. Like, you took a oh. different path. And there's probably like, dude, come on, man. Yeah, it's, you know, that's my part. And then, because I had a million people come up to me, too, where I would call them on Twitter, and they'd be like, how are you going to call out another Muslim? And I'm like, bro, it's not about Muslim against Muslim. It's like, yeah, it's not, this, yeah, we're not about religion. This is yeah. about, he wants it, I want it, too. So, like, if we're, if I see him at the mosque, I'm like, yo, hey, what's up? How you doing? Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. But we're fighting, we're fighting. And it's like, it's a professional sport. So when I tell people that, yo, we both want the same thing, we're both grinding for the same thing, and like you said, I, you know, you had that mentality like, oh, man, how come this guy got it so easy? Or how come this guy's blown up? He only has three fights, and he's already number two in the world. How come they gave him the opportunity when I've been asking for the opportunity forever? Yeah. But it's like... Where you at on that? It's like, I had to mentally, like, tell myself, like, yo, there's a path for everything. And, like, being a religious guy, it's like God's plan is his plan. His plan is bigger than your plan. And yeah, that's how I see it now. Different. Yeah, my plan is different. different than his. I also think, guys, this is advice I'd give you, and you know, I've been through some shit. If you put energy into that, you're going to lose focus on what really matters. Like, all right, they want to, Dana and the, those guys want to build up Hamzat, that's their guy right now. Cool, man. You can't control that. Yeah. You can't control anything. So anything I can control, I don't put any energy in. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to do my shit over here. This takes so much effort and focus. All right, I can't control that. I'm going to focus over here. Yeah, and that's like the beautiful thing about having other things to do where you're not getting stressed out about it. You're not waiting at home like, oh, what's next? What's next? What's next? You're like, all right, well, I can do this right now. I can stay busy with this. Or like I'm trying to get into other businesses as well where it's like I don't have to sit there and focus like, man, when is the UFC going to call me? I need that check yes. at this moment. Yeah. Otherwise, I can't eat. And it's like, well, if you guys want to do that, I'll wait for something better to come along. Yeah, what I love about you is like, you know, if you look at like uh, Sugar Sean or uh, Patty Pimlet, like those guys make more money, you know, off, you know, the stuff they do on social media or appearances, yeah. you know, than they do fighting the Octagon. With you, I don't see you getting on Twitch and playing video games yet. Like yeah. for you, you're more of a businessman. Yeah, yeah. Like it's going to be an uh, entrepreneurial kind of vision for you. Yeah, and that's why, like I think that was just the way I was raised where I said like my dad had his own business, my brothers had their own business, my cousins all had like their own business and it's, that's, that was always like the path. So like for me now, it's like, all right, well, I know I'm capable of doing that. So I had three brothers. So now we're now trying to build an empire. Like, yes. let's do this, this, and this. And then I don't even have to be in charge of it. It's like, I'm getting money now where- You're associated with it. Yeah, where I, I, you guys can do it, show it to me what you guys want to do and we'll build it together. And obviously I could use my name on there or whatever like that, yeah. but we have the money now. Now, yep. when I was younger, it was like, well, we need to do this. We for need sure. to work for this person or that person. And, you know, your mom's always telling you, go to school. They always, like, immigrant moms think that school is what's, what you, what's needed. That's for how sure. you're successful if you yeah. graduate from college. Yeah. And that's the only way to be successful. So it's like, now we can do that without that. Yeah. And we could show that it's not, like, you, anything's possible if you just grind it. Yeah, I, th I think with, like, athletes or 
I'll, well, I'll use athletes for an example, but it's like, uh, like you look at the uh, UFC career, it's like, dude, that's such a short time in your life, man. So it's like, guys like, oh, I was too focused on fighting, I couldn't do this other stuff. It's like, man, that's such a, that's a chapter, a small chapter in your life, and guys get so attached to being labeled UFC fighter. It's like, nah, it's just something you do, man. Like, that's, yeah. that's not your identity. Like, if, if you, if that was just your identity, you're not doing your podcast, you're not looking at these other businesses. So it's like, this UFC right now is taking your focus and your energy and you're crushing it, but okay. Like this yeah. is gonna be such a short chapter in your life. Like those businesses and you have kids and all that shit. Like that's the, the story, that's your life. UFC is a cool experience. That's why I yeah. look at it. Like I guess if you're like uh, you know, a GSP or something around for fucking ever, like that's different. And yeah. this is a whole book. For the majority of guys, even if you're there for six, seven, eight years, like eight years, that's such a short chapter, dude. Yeah, you know? and like you said, I think a lot of guys don't understand it and they're like and even when they lose a fight it hurts them so hard because there's like that's it i need it that's yeah. it what am i do now but this is this is what goes back to your roots like your family instilled that in you You know what i'm saying like yeah. you know like you see the work ethic your dad has your brother so you, it's like you know you've seen them put the plan together and the discipline and be successful at that you're like oh that's how that works all right i'll, I'll get there you know yeah. what i'm saying like that's always there for you yeah that, that's all that's your mom and dad shout out to your mom and dad yeah, yeah. shout out to them yeah. and uh shout out to mama even for like when guys i get that all the time like oh, how do you make it to the ufc or how do you do this how do you? and i'm telling people like bro don't think that fighting is gonna be an easy path like i've had my like my coach lewis taylor uh we've been together since high school he was uh my high school wrestling coach and he was Literally knocking everybody out. He had about, like, I think, like a 15 fight winning streak of all first round finishes. MMA. And MMA. Never got a shot in the UFC. But because he, he was like 40 years old. And then I was sitting there, you know, he's my mentor. So I'm looking at it like, this dude is knocking people out. He's not going to get shot in the UFC. What am, how am I going to get my shot in the UFC if he's not going to get shot? And then, you know, finally gets his call with the PFL, the first uh, tournament for the million dollars. Still 42 years old now. And it's like, he's won his first fight, wins his second fight. He goes against a Russian in the finals. Knocks him out in 30 seconds. Wins a million dollars. Oh, damn. Yeah, he was the first middleweight champion oh, for PFL. Monster. Yeah, he was the first. Like I said, it was like, he has like kind of like the Yo Romero body where it's like, he doesn't lift any weights, but he just like jacked. Jacked as heck. And like would walk around at like 189 pounds. Wouldn't have to cut weight. He's jacked. Yeah, just strong you as heck. You saw all want to have a seat. Literally, and I'm like, every time yeah. we go, we're going out, because like I train with a lot of Mexican guys, they'll look at him like, oh, you're young. Juice, right? yeah, yeah. He's like, what are you talking about? He's just no. a freak. He just literally he just a freak. started older. Yeah, he started older. And so how did him, he became PFL? He became the PFL still didn't get a UFC shot. Didn't, didn't get a UFC shot, and that was like his, that was his last fight. And uh, so he retired undefeated, world champion. Yeah, no, well he he lost uh, he's lost like two or three fights, but he retired as PFL middleweight champion. Uh, that was his last fight. His whole family was there at Madison Square Garden. Oh my god. Yeah, and it's like you want man. When he was telling me that all the time, people were like, "Bro, you got you want a million dollars in thirty seconds?" I said, "No." I won a million dollars in 12 years grinding where right. I like I had moments where I didn't think I was going to make it and you know getting paid a thousand and a thousand trying to support my family but it was all about the dream it was all about the grind and it's like world if you're not willing to have that mentality like, yo I don't care what it what it takes to get there I'm going to take it so like Seeing his story is, is like the craziest thing ever. Cause, yeah, that's dope, man. Yeah. Sounds like a good dude. Yeah. It's, yeah you're sure, the, the, this is the other common theme with you as you're talking. You're surrounded by great people. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, people that family, are, coaches, they really care. You're a small team. Yeah. yeah you, I've, I've had gyms. I've been to gyms where like you lose a fight. 
they're not sitting and they're knocking at your door. They don't really care. No. They're like, yo. You're not the focus anymore. Yeah, they're, all right, we'll move on to the next, Those bigger, super gyms next are tough. guy. Yeah, Those and super it's hard. Gyms are tough, man. And you're like, man, who's, who's with me when I lose? Yeah, yeah. Because those are the ones that really matter. Those are the people, and that's your family or like your close, close friends that really like, how you feeling today? It's three days later, and you, the world's telling you you suck. Yes. But they're the ones still next to you, like, yo. Yeah, man. Yeah, I think, and for you, like this long journey you've taken to get to number five in the world, and your next fight is either a title eliminator, you know what I'm saying, that you're like one fight, maybe it, it, you're right fucking there. For you, you've taken the perfect path, and you have the perfect kind of, not to shame, like entourage around you, like the perfect team around yeah. you to get this done. It's just, they just have to find, like you're, you're this puzzle piece that they need to figure out, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and the people that suffer from this whole, weird welterweight puzzle is you and Leon Edwards, I think. Yeah, I think so too. So it's like you could do that rematch and then you get poked in the eye. Yeah. I gotta be honest, I, and again, I love both of you guys. I don't know Leon personally. I think technical wise, there's, there's, it'd be tough to find better right now in the welterweight division. Like his technique's ridiculous. Yeah. And, I, and people I respect, like Josh Thompson, like dude, I'm telling you, this kid is the real, he's been saying it forever. And I respect Josh, right? But I, I don't know, like that fight, you and him, if it happens, great, if that works for you. Yeah. I'm just not excited for it. I want you to get Hamza, I want you to get Colby, I want yeah. you to get Usman. Obviously, that's the thing, that's you the know, hard it's... part, because nowadays it's about like, what's gonna get you the most shine, or what's gonna get the fans most riled up. You know, Leon obviously is a great fighter, and fighters know how good he is. Phenomenal. But like the fans don't really know him, because he doesn't post anything, he doesn't, doesn't go on social media crazy, anything like that. And the one time that, you know, with the Nate Diaz fight, like, He's winning. <laughs> He's winning the fight every second of the fight, except for the last thirty seconds. It's clipped, yeah. and then the narrative because Nate Diaz fan base is so big. Narrative is like, bro, if this was a street fight, yeah. this thing's over. It's like, wait, what? But it's not. This this was inside doc on a professional sport. He lost every <laughs> single round, dude. I tell people like the UFC Leon, was like, Leon here, here you go, ever, and then yeah. I'm like, yo, they're trying. They're basically putting on a silver platter. Yo, beat Nate Diaz, steal his fans. And then, like you said, you get rocked in the last seconds. 30 seconds. I was seconds. like, oh my God, Leon, that poor guy, dude. I said, I'm like, bro, if he has a title fight against Usman, something's gonna happen. He's gonna trip over the freaking wires yeah. as he's walking oh, out. Dude. Like, literally, he has the worst luck. It's such a shame, man. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like that could possibly happen for you. And it's like, if that doesn't happen, I don't know, dude. I don't know. At least you're in a good spot, though. Yeah. I mean, for me, I think Kamzat makes the most sense out of everybody. Like, even if you want to play the Muslim card, yo, two, having two Muslim fighters headline a card in, in Abu, Dhabi? Abu Dhabi, I think that'll be huge. And That's a great idea. Has, I, has he said anything about the fight? We've gone back and forth on Twitter before. And, you know, now I think he's at the level now where he probably has people tweeting for him because it's like, oh, let me post a title fight. Or let me just post a title. Yeah. Or let me post, like, oh, the wolf is coming. You know, yeah, I mean, with the it. Nate Diaz and the Conor McGregor, where yeah. they're like, they won't tweet nothing forever, then they'll just tweet something and the fans go, what does he mean by this? What's yeah. going on? Yeah. And I'm like, bro, Conor McGregor's not even in a testing pool. I don't even think he's gonna fight yeah. this year. So for you to think that this tweet means something, it's just like, I want attention. It's like, I'm bored right now, I'm chilling at home, let me get the fans riled up. Yep. And I think that comes up to that level now too, where he's like, let me just tweet something to get fans talking. And when, when you watched the Hamzat Gilbert Burns fight, what was your takeaway? I saw I saw weaknesses in him. Mm -hmm. I saw that, you know, obviously people are like, oh man, he's. He's not as good as we thought he was, but I'm like, yo, he showed that he has a chin. He showed that he got power. And it's like, 
You're fighting Gilbert Burns. He's a dog. Yeah, I'm like, I picked him. I circled Gilbert Burns. And I had so many people like, you're a liar. You don't even think Gilbert Burns is going to win. You're just picking him because he's with Ali. And I'm like, bro, Gilbert Burns is number two in the world. Why do you think that he's just going to walk through Gilbert Burns? Obviously, you know, he had a, what, a five first-round finishes, whatever. and Savage. Yeah, he's, a, he's obviously good. But That's I'm like, bro, Gilbert Burns is a monster. What was he, 11, 13, 11 to number, what was, what was Gilbert at the time? Two? Uh, two, yeah. It's a, dude, that's such a big jump. Yeah. Like, the, the you top five guys, like, it's such a different animal. And I think uh, nobody was higher on Hamza. I was just like, dude, this guy's insane. Like, yeah. he's the next coming of, you know, GS. This guy's a monster. And then when I saw that, it, it's, I, I don't think his stock went down. My takeaway was he didn't listen to his coaches. He did what he thought he, he could do, which, like, get in a brawl, get in a war, no game plan. He still passed the test. But now the caveat on that is if Hamzat doesn't learn from that, like, you, you got lucky. You yeah. got lucky. If that was anybody else, you, you would have taken an L. So I think his team, and he has some phenomenal coaches, Hamzat has to go in going, all right, I can't just keep shooting from the hip. I have to stick to a game plan. So if he does get you, he gets Colby or something like that, it, there has to be a game plan. There has to be an execution of the game plan or he's going to lose. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, but I think he has the dog. He has the talent. But you do 11 to 2. It's yeah. such a big jump. And when you get to the, I think what people don't understand that when you get to the top five, if you're not, you know, fighting with the strategy, you're going to lose to the good guys. For me, I think that these last three fights, I've showed that I could fight with a strategy because they're all different fighters. I fought Damian Maya, who's, I had to stay up on my feet. I cannot get yep. taken down. So it's all defensive wrestling. Then I fought Wonderboy, who's like, I'm not going to kickbox with a Wonder Boy, so I'm going to go in there and take Wonder Boy down. Who's not easy to take down? Yeah, not a guy that's easy to take down. And I don't have college wrestling. I'm not yeah. a Division One wrestler, but. Fight with a strategy. Yep. And I dominated him more than anybody else has ever dominated him. Then you fight a guy like Luke, who's knocked me out, who has the most finishes in welterweight. Savage. And you're like, he's good on his feet and good on the ground. How are you going to beat a guy like that? Oh, well, with movement, footwork, and then shooting in when he least expects it. When he thinks you're going to wrestle, you shoot. Uh, you strike. When he thinks you're going to strike, you shoot. You're being smart, man. Yeah. And I did that. So, like, I showed that I could be a different fighter every single fight. And I think that Kamza's team is looking at that like, bro, you know what? Let's look for somebody else at this moment. Let's not try to jump on it because if Kobe's out and I'm willing to fight you, we can fight in June. We can fight in July. I'm, I'm ready to go. Yep. Why aren't you guys willing to step up that quick? So I think it's more so like, Coach, yeah, you know, let's, let's wait and see. Let's, ch let's check this out first. Yeah, again, it, it, he's, in a, he's in a good spot, don't get me wrong, because he's in a different spot than you just because you have, you have the experience. You've been through the grind. You've been to implement different game plans and beat guys that you know who are specialists in one thing and you're able to strike this one wrestle this one and for him it's like he hasn't gone through that process so as much as i think a lot of guys in the division envy him i don't because it's the same thing happened with darren till it's like when you get to the top there's really nowhere to go my man yeah you just beat the number two guy but we can't give you number eight can't give you number nine it's gonna be one of the top five guys and these guys have been through hell man so you might fancy yourself a brawler you can't brawl they're not going to yeah. brawl with you. You're not going to have an opportunity in any facet to brawl with them. Finish yourself a wrestler, these guys can wrestle. Yeah. You know, so it's like for him, he has to learn on the go, and you're in the top five. So I don't envy that. I think he can pass the test, and he has a good, he has the skills to do it and the talent to do it. And I think he will be a he, he's a monster right now. But I just think to live up his potential, they put so much pressure on him, and it, it's like to me, I'm like, oh man, if he could just slow it down just a tad. Yeah. And but like that might be the dad of me, you know. No, but like you said, like we've seen it happen with the guy, Darren Till, where Darren he, Till, oh, he's so next, talented. He's next in line. This is the guy. This is the guy. Then he loses. 
then all of a sudden the losses start piling up. And then yeah. Kamzat, you said he's very young. He's, you know, you could have built him up way better than that. And maybe I think they were thinking about that. Like, yo, let's let's give him this Nate Diaz fight real quick. Build yeah. him up a little more. Let him dominate a guy like Nate Diaz. But Nate Diaz ain't dumb. He knows what you're trying to do to him. You're trying to Nate just... Nate was still down, though. Yeah, but, like, he's not going to sit there and... I, th- I think they were going back and forth, but I don't think you really Realistic, yeah, to. if I'm Nate, I'm like, I'm yeah, good, dude. Like, why? Yeah, I'm going to let this savage build his name off Make me as my last me. one to go fight, you know, Jake Paul or something like that. Yeah, but, I mean, with Nate Diaz, it's like, yo, if I don't get finished, he won. It's True. Nate Diaz. And I was talking to uh, Jake Shields, too, and he told me that I'm, Nate's not afraid. Nate's down. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. no, I would never assume Nate's afraid. Yeah, and I'm no, like, all monsters. right, because, you know, you whatever, win or lose, you're still going to have that fan base, and you go win $50 million to fight Jake Paul. Oh, he could lose 10 fights in a row. Yeah. He, he just has that unique fan base. Like, they just love what he represents. Yeah. God bless him. And that's great. Like, what level, what, what do you need to do to get that fan base, though? And that's, like, the, the goal is where, like, you're oh, a McGregor, man. you're a Nate Diaz, you lose five in a row. People don't understand that, yo, this guy's still losing. But, oh, Conor McGregor tweets out title fight. Let me give it to him. Nick Diaz tweets out to Kamaru Usman. Oh, man, Nick Diaz should fight Kamaru Usman. And you're like, what are these people and the fans talking are about? Yeah, the fans I'm like, yeah, what are they talking yeah, yeah. about right now? Like, how? How does this make sense? It's a good question. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if in 2022 if you can do it. I don't know. I don't know if it's capable now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, what I think a, a guy that's shown me that it's capable is Patty Pimblett, where it's like, it was, I was with him in, uh, in Arizona. Great guy. He's, he's a good dude. He's such a good dude, yeah. But it was like, the fans are like asking for pictures, and he'll just like run inside the, the hotel. And I was sitting there outside taking pictures with him, getting selfies, doing face-offs. And then he was just like, yo, I got a scheduled, uh, I got a scheduled uh, picture uh, at the, what you call it, the, at the fights in front of the arena, yeah. like scheduled, that I'm going to get paid for at this. And I'm sitting there like, he walked out, the fans are going nuts. And I'm like, bro, how's he getting this much love? I'm standing outside the hotel in the heat. Sweat my ass off. Yeah, taking a picture of every single one of you guys. And you guys are sitting there freaking blowing this guy up and just ran in the hotel. I'm like, how does it make sense? I think, I think for Patty, it's like, you know, and I, I, I could be honest with you, I'm balls deep, hardcore in MMA. Like, I knew he was big out there in Liverpool. Yeah. And then when we did a food truck with him in San Diego, I'm talking to his manager, who's a great guy. And he's like, dude, you, you, like... He didn't need the UFC. Like, he was selling out arenas on my show, like, in Liverpool. Like, he can't walk down the street. Yeah. And I was like, really? He's like, I've never seen a bigger star, man. And you remember, he's had Darren Till through there, uh, Hardy, Conor McGregor. I think Bisbee came out. Like, the who soon. He's like, I've never seen a bigger star. Yeah. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, we call him the fifth Beatle. I was like, Jesus Christ. Being in Arizona, I was sitting there like, is this kid? That was my first time ever meeting him. But I was sitting there like, nah, the people in the States don't really know him like that. But, like, he walked out and he got the biggest cheer I think he was even more than Sean O'Malley, and Sean O'Malley's like hometown. That's his hometown. Yeah, and I'm like, all right, this guy is real. But then you got people still think that, you know, he can knock out Charles Oliveira now. And uh, I'm like, but this that stuff doesn't make sense. This is what's great about Patty is, you and you'll, you know, you have guys come on and they're young guys, and if you talk to them, I'm sure you've talked to them on the show, and yeah. they're like, oh, yeah, I want to fight, you know, uh, like, you know, if it's some young guy, not, I'm not saying Patty did this, but like, oh, yeah, I want to fight uh, Justin Gaethje. And you're like, Bro, you have two fights in the UFC. Yeah. Patty's not like that. Patty's literally like, uh, yeah, it's, it's a marathon, not a sprint, man. So I, I make more fighting outside doctor than I do fighting. So unless the fight's right, I'm not doing shit. Yeah. He's like, I know I got some shit to work on, but as far as grappling goes, I'll grapple with any. But like, he, he, what I love about him is it's so authentic and he's aware of what's going on, how big he is, but it doesn't get to his head. Like, he's good. Yeah. You know, he's like, I just believe I have a different skill set, you know, and I, I'm going to get there, but. 
there's no rush. Yeah. Like, oh shit, dude. And honestly, like, one, a lot yeah. of guys can learn. Even like me, I'm learning stuff from him. Yeah. As I'm just like sitting there, just staring at him, and I'm sitting there, like you said, like making so much money without fighting. And he's like, "All right, well, I'm charging you for this appearance. I'm charging you for this. Oh, I'm not gonna do this interview unless that's you do the takeaway. This. That's the takeaway. Yeah. When I was talking, because I get close with the managers, right? Because you know the the fighters being mic'd up or whatever. Like if Ali came, who I love Ali. I mean, him talked a bunch. I, he he does wonders for you guys. He's yeah. a monster. And it was uh, Patty's um, manager. I'm just talking to him, and he's like, "Yeah, man." And he's telling me what they usually charge for interviews, like basic interviews. He's like, "Yeah, we've had some problems with big journalists because." You know, we were over in England and BT Sport won interviews. So I'm like, yeah, man, this is how much it costs to interview him. I'm like, what? He's like, you guys pay other athletes, like, you know, soccer players and rugby and football, basketball. Like, yeah. he's as big as they are. Pay him. Dude, he's getting paid. Yeah. And in my, it changed. I'm like, more guys should do this, man. Like, you get to a certain level. It's like, you're giving all your time, all your time. And remember, like, you're, they're getting views off you. They're getting paid from those views, yeah. you know? Yeah, no, I mean, and it makes sense. And I was He's like, at I, that level. I, I think I was at the level where I just started learning it now because, like, I had somebody like messaging me, like, yo, could you do a meet and greet in uh, Detroit and Dearborn, Michigan? Shout out to them because there's like a big Palestinian community over there. And then uh, I was like, oh, yeah, for sure, I'll come down. And then uh, they were like, what's your appearance fee? And I was like, I don't know what it appearance Oh, you're going to do it for free. I was like, yeah, I was like, I don't know what an appearance fee is because, like I said, I'm happy that somebody wants to, like, people want to, you know, talk to me. And, yeah, and to I get that. And yeah. I, but I was just like. God bless you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I was yeah. like. You're such a nice guy. I was like an appearance fee, but I was like, uh, let me talk to my manager. And I never hit up Ali, but I was just like, yo, if you guys just find me out, I'm good. And they were like, oh, well, we'll give you the, uh, we'll give you this amount. And I was like, all right, cool. And then I was like so happy with it. I'm like, tell my brother, yo, these guys are paying me to come out there. And then, uh. I talked to Ali and like Khabib did the appearance for them the week before. Yeah, man. Yeah, Khabib was out there the week before. And then I talked to Ali, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm doing the same one. He's like, oh, are you brother? I was like, yeah, yeah, they messaged me. He's like, all right, what are they paying you? He's like, brother, you are so stupid. And I was like, what? <laughs> He's like, you are so stupid. Why didn't you tell That's me? That's why you have him. I was like, dude, I didn't know. That's why you like, have him. I was let like, Ali, oh, let, let Ali use the leverage of those guys and get you paid, man. Yeah, I yeah. was like, God dang it. You're such no a nice way. guy, though. Yeah. That's what happens, man. I was like, ah. It was still fun though. So well, I I think whatever happens in your next fight, man, you get you're gonna start getting paid for appearances. That's for freaking sure. <laughs> Especially doing those meet and greets in where was it Detroit or some yeah, shit? Yeah, Detroit. Dude, what are we doing, man? Yeah, I was like, oh man. Well, I paid you in a uh, Mexican egg roll. So <laughs> I hope they're good, man. But uh, dude, I, I I've always been a fan from the outside, man. I love what you're doing with the podcast. If I can ever help, you know, you got my number, sure. man. Let me know, brother. Keep crushing it. I think. Uh, you know, you, you, there's a big fight for you. We just gotta, you know, figure it out it's at the top. Come. And then for the food truck diaries, I always have my boys at Suplex in Philly fly out a shoe. I picked uh. a shoe personally. Now, you, you came in here with some fire-ass Yeezys. <laughs> and I don't have those, and I really want them now, so Suplex send those blue Yeezys. But uh, this is for you, my man, for doing the show. These are ah. old school fire reds, man, the OGs. Original box, everything, my man. You're in Chicago. Yeah, what are we, do what are we doing? <laughs> in Chicago. So those are for wow, you, my man. Wow, thank you, yeah. my brother. Appreciate you. Yeah, and your sneakers. These are dude, dope. So. Those yeah. look dope on you, man. Yeah, these are dope. It's funny because uh, when I was younger, I, uh, one of my best friends used to buy Jordans all the time. And uh, my mom would never buy them for me. Yeah. And I was like, all right, now when I get older, I literally buy shoes nonstop. Just because, and I would like, won't even wear them, but I'll buy them just because I never had them when I was me a kid. Too. My friends that. used to have all the Jordans and I everything. Know. And I was like, you know, I'm gonna buy them now. I can afford them now, and I'm like so stupid when I buy them. Though. Yeah, and they just sit there and collect dust. But these are for you, my man. Man, thank yeah, you, brother. These are Appreciate fire. you. Some of my best. 
Uh, appreciate you, brother. Thanks for doing the show. Keep crushing it, my man. Yep. From my wallet to my check. I don't want it if it's skinny, but I need it if it's thick. Need a thick girl for the thick boy. I need everything I get super thick.